Hope everybody's doing well. Um, every time I start one of these, I say that I need to create a name for this interview series, and I have yet to do it. So okay, we're going to have to come up with one in this. We'll get creative. We'll, we'll drink a glass of wine later on and make that happen. <laughs> well, I have uh, with me Mr. Alex Abel. And uh, Alex and I have actually, I just thought about it. You're the only person I've done an interview with that I haven't actually met in person. We've right. only met virtually. Um, <laughs> we have befriended one another over the last month or so. Uh, I found about found out about this unbelievable um, platform that he's created and um, very excited to, to share with you all um, Lunch Pool and what it's doing right now. It's a very, very cool time as we get a, a good look at your ceiling fan right there. Um, still with us? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry. I, I, I clicked oh, the button. We're, nope. That's all right. I, I'm just <laughs> in tech. I'm still trying to figure out how it works. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> So, Alex, why don't you tell us a little bit kind of about your background uh, in terms of work prior to you getting into the startup slash entrepreneur world? Sure, happily. And, and first of all, thanks for having me. And, and I will say that it's, it's amazing uh, to me, and I'll tell you a little bit about my background, but it's amazing to me that you can meet someone, uh, for you guys watching, like Kenneth, who you don't even have to meet in person. You just you know that they're a good person and you know that you just want to be friends with them immediately and so we're, we're we are having a virtual glass of wine later and, yeah. and i don't know how that works but we'll, we'll figure it out, but, <laughs> so, so yeah my background um i actually have a corporate background i i started um i went to college and got my marketing degree and then i got into sales um but i had like a, a little life pivot um, whenever I was, I was dating a girl and, uh, this is long before my, my beautiful wife and I married. And, um, I thought I was doing pretty good. You know, I got out of college, I was making like, you know, decent money. I was making like 40 grand or something. And I was talking to this girl and she's like, uh, she's like, do you really want to sell cell phones the rest of your life? And I was like, man, like, I thought I was doing good until you like just hit my ego like that. Um, <laughs> But it really, you know, I started uh, getting more into marketing. I said, how can I go back to my roots? I had had a, a business in college doing websites and things like that. And I w I'm not a developer, but I, I know enough to get around and, and I know the aesthetics of it. Um, and so I was doing design. I was doing marketing. I was trying to figure out more of the digital. And I ended up in a company in, uh, in Jacksonville doing uh, – it was a really awesome early opportunity because I got to work with – um, companies like Verizon, Expedia, Bose, um, directly on their marketing campaigns. And, um, and so from there, like, I just fell in love with digital marketing, uh, data and analytics, just anything that you can measure and get the results and test, um, because that's my background is A-B testing. Um, I don't know if you know about, you know, website optimization, but it's like, we'll put up two versions of, uh, of a web, of a landing page or a, a homepage and just tweak little things like, you know, one at a time, put it out there, see what happens. And, you know, it's, it's amazing what you can see like quickly, especially if you get the traffic. So, you know, long story short, that was my background I was in, in corporate. Um, and then I'm working at, uh, at Ashley Home Store at their e-commerce uh, division. And my wife gets a job offer. She, was, she had been getting her PhD uh, at, at the University of South Florida. We were in Tampa and, um, she gets a job offer from the University of Tennessee, which I'm rocking right here. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm becoming a volunteer. I'm, I'm almost there. I, I volunteer to be a volunteer. Yeah. Um, 
but but you know she got the she got an amazing opportunity. She teaches at the uh, she's in the on the faculty of the University of Tennessee uh, Haslam College of Business, and um, and so when she got that offer, we had had a deal when we first met, and she told me she was going to get her PhD, which was she's like, I know you want to be an entrepreneur, but if we're going to be serious, I need you to like have some stability because that doesn't sound stable. And so I got, you know, I kept up with the corporate route. I had a few side projects and stuff. But as soon as she got a job offer, I was like, you remember our deal? I'm about to get a company. Like before I even left Ashley, uh, I went to uh, Startup Weekend and I was like, I'm just going to go pitch an idea. I want to see, you know, see what's out there, try to meet some people. And, uh, and I pitched this idea called Lunch Pool. And the, the original idea was, you know, you, you, you work with some people. Uh, every day, day in, day out. And you usually go to either eat, eat lunch alone, which a lot of people do. We call that the desktop dining epidemic. Um, but either that or you go with your regular crew most of the time. And that, that's your lunch pool. It's like your carpool. You know, you know those people inside and out. Um, but what the idea was like, what about all the other people? What about like, I was in a room with 50 people and there was at least half, if not more, that I'd never even spoken with. Like, I, you know, I don't even know if we like did the hallway head nod. And so, you know, I made this pitch at, at Startup Week and I was like, we want to make your lunch pool everybody. Like everybody you should know is in your lunch pool because you have that kind of connection like you have with those people that you regularly go to lunch with. And so um, we won and I was, like we formed a team, this random team of people. We won somehow, um, you know, like it was crazy. We built a little prototype on site. But like all my like entrepreneurial dreams were like coming true. I was like, we did this and we got invited to Synapse Summit down in Florida. Um, we got featured as one of the top uh, eight exhibitors and we had just like hobbled together uh, a makeshift little booth. Like it was, it's been a crazy ride, I'll say. And, and I'm sorry for talking so much, but you, you asked about my background and, and I, I tend to to draw out long yarns. So you just gotta like reel me in if I do that. Hey, you're you're good. Nobody's tuning in right now to hear me talk. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you that. I love it's, it. It's, so your enthusiasm is what is what what I found so energizing. And the first time I heard you speak was at the Knoxville Technology Council uh, last August. And when I'm a huge networker, uh, and so I have lunches and happy hours and breakfasts and all kind of stuff with people on a regular basis. And so oh, yeah. when I first heard about your idea, I was like, wow, that sounds really good. Uh, and so I don't know if most people out there realize, but probably about uh, five months after that, there was this thing called COVID-19 that happened. So uh, we're still obviously in the middle of that. Um, and so I heard through our mutual friend, um, Brandon Bruce, uh, about this exciting idea that the Muse was doing and they were gonna use the product that or the platform rather that was highlighted in the Knoxville Technology uh, Knoxville Technology Showcase, yes. and so I was like, "Wow, I want to get a you know I want to be a part of this. I want to demo it, and I want to go to this luncheon for the Muse. This sounds so cool." And so we had a, I had a chance to do a, a I guess a pre preview of the of the application on the platform to see how it works, and I was taken aback. And so um, the reviews and um, the feedback from the Muse luncheon, as far as people that use the platform, were all phenomenal. So it was amazing because you kind of started in one place and then due to the pandemic, you kind of shifted. So tell us where you all are right now. Where is Lunch Pool today? And then yeah. after that, we can get into a little bit of, of where you see this taking you all. 
No, definitely. And thank, thanks for the question. And and thanks for calling out Brandon Bruce, because I saw that you guys did an interview in, in the in one of these past episodes. And uh, I don't know if episode is the right word, but um, Brandon is amazing. Like yeah, he was I met him like I think week one when I had moved into Knoxville. And I feel like I won the friend lottery or the, you know, <laughs> you meet these people at, when you come to a new town. And Brandon, uh, like day one is like, OK, I like this idea. Do you want to? I just created this uh, this KTech Knoxville Knoxville Technology Council. We're doing our inaugural inaugural event. Do you want to come speak at it? And I was like, uh, yes, sure. What? <laughs> and um, and so yeah, the idea that I pitched at that, which thanks Brandon for putting me. I, I expected like twenty people. You know, you think <laughs> technology council? No, it's like every head of industry. Oh. It's four hundred people yeah. were there. It's at JTV. The mayor was there, the other mayor was there. But um, the idea that I pitched there was, is nothing like what we're doing right now. And, and the common thread I would say is connecting people, is getting people to gather. But whereas before we were getting them to gather in real life, we we're taking businesses, uh, big companies saying, hey, you got all these people, they need to know each other. They need to go to lunch, coffee, happy hours together. Um, well, it was funny because we doing that we knew that we needed to do uh we needed to bring in the remote employees right and so because our whole thing is include inclusiveness or inclusion is making people feel like they have a seat at the table and so we felt like we were leaving out the remote employees and so back in i guess it was right before the holidays last year we started exploring different solutions different technologies um and we we found some interesting technologies that were you know pretty cutting edge and they were being used uh to basically for like uh webinars so like as a as an alternative webinar that had more of a networking component and i was like we got to do a virtual lunch break you know like back in january and and my team was i think i was the only one on my team actually working on it like it was, i was like we're, we're doing this i was all in on it break we call it break tampa bay and they tried to give me a change the name. They're like, it sounds so abrasive. I was like, that's the point. We're breaking through. We're breaking <laughs> paradigms. You know, we're just, we're going to break stuff. And, yeah. uh, and I was like, we're breaking geographic barriers. I'll try to like soften it up a little bit. But we, um, we figured, hey, a lot of people eat lunch at their desk. Eat lunch at your desk, but still connect with people. And so it was awesome. Like there was 100 people that showed up. Um, more than I ever thought. We had sponsors that came in. And so, you know, we kind of tabled that though. We were like, okay, no, now back to the app. Like, and, and we kept thinking about it. We were like, okay, we've got this thing over here. It worked, but it's not really like our plan. It's not on our roadmap. But I was, I, what we had come to an agreement on was it, it would be a great uh, lead generation. Like we do these, people from big companies come to them. They say, oh, that was a great experience. And we're like, you like experiences? We can show you even how to have more of those. Um, but I had no idea that it would become like the pivot that actually helped us to, to get where we are right now, which is um, so like Kenneth said, if you watch this 20 years from now, COVID was a crazy, ter somewhat terrible, somewhat interesting in terms of opportunity uh, period in our time because uh, nobody can like there's mandates from the government that you can't go out and gather and social you know really they call it social distancing and everybody's familiar with that term right now but on the forefront of it somebody reached out to us and they were like hey we read this article 
about this break Tampa Bay thing. We have a conference and we're a coalition of all the like University of Florida, USF and uh, UCF. We have this convention every year. It's $175,000 that we have into just the venue and people are canceling left and right. And, you know, it's it was they were the event planners were the people that felt it first because everybody was seeing what was happening in China. They were kind of like, hey, you know, like people are on the edge of their seats. Like, do I still go to this conference? Is this coming over here? So, um, you know, that happened. We were talking to them and I reached out to another great uh, Knoxvillian, Tom Ballard, and uh, he writes the Technovations blog. I think I saw your last interview actually featured in there. He's like he's on the forefront of everything, everything technology, startup entrepreneurship in Knoxville and in all of Tennessee. And I've even seen some Tampa articles in there. But um, I reached out to him, reached out to uh, Brandon uh, Bruce that we talked about and, uh, and John Brooks. And I said, guys, like, I think I'm I think I'm pivoting right now. I don't know if it's if it's happening or what, but, you know, we do virtual events like we did it. We've done it. And like right now, what I'm seeing is that there's there's people that cannot put on actual uh, in-person events anymore. And that's their whole business. And so um, I was like, can you I was like, Tom, I don't want to ask for like an editorial or anything, but can you help me spread the word on this? Can you like, you know, if you think it's worth newsworthy, because I'd seen something about coronavirus in his uh, in his publication. And I was like, well, this is kind of about that, too. Are you interested? And so he wrote an article about it. He's like, you know, Lunchpool, I can't remember how he exactly worded it, but it was like Lunchpool uh, has a new offering to, you know, to integrate with their existing in-person stuff. And um, and then Brandon was like, well, I'm on the board for uh, obviously KTech. Um, he's, he's a co-founder of KTech. He's like, I'm also on the board for the Muse. And if you know Brandon, you know he's on the board for everything. I think, uh, <laughs> and rightfully so, because if you want anybody steering your board, it's it's Brandon. But um, but so he um, he was like, you know, let's let's make this happen. Let's do let's do a virtual event. It sounds cool. And that's just how he is. He's like, you know, we're going to cancel or postpone, but hey, you know, we don't know how long this thing's going to last. I'm trying to do my best brand impression, but it's, it's not. <laughs> I just got to talk a little faster. It's working. It's working. Yeah. But but um, so we we did it. We signed him, signed him up. We're still like, I was like, I don't know how to how much to charge for these things. I don't know how long it's going to take. I was like, but you know, me being me, I have a background. But other part of my background from college was I used to do bar events. My first startup, which. I don't even want to say the name of it, but if you if you dig deep, you can find it. Um, it was pretty big success regionally, but it was like super embarrassing on my resume. It had to do a lot with drinking and partying and that kind of stuff. So, but but from that, I have a really keen eye for promotion, uh, hype, and and just getting people excited about events and putting on events that people have a great experience at, no matter if three people show up or three hundred. And so. Um, so we put on this first KTech event and it went, it went, it could have gone better. It was, uh, it was awesome. We did the Muse event around the same time. And, and I was, I was hesitant because, you know, virtual events, like everybody, if you're watching this, you're probably, you know, we recorded this on uh, Microsoft Teams. There's also like, which is kind of like Skype. There's also Zoom. There's also, you know, all these things. Like I, at the forefront of this, I was like, I asked my wife, I was like, we don't really invest much. I was like, I want to go invest in Zoom because she had told me that the, all the universities are going to go over to Zoom. I was like, they're about to like kill it. 
Yeah. And then I posted it up on uh, social media, and they were like, it's too late. They were already up 60% over the year. And so, like, a week later, I looked at it, and from the time I said that, they had gone up another 60%. Wow. So, in my head, I'm like, you know, we really have to position ourselves differently than Zoom, than GoToWebinar, than all these, because what we're offering, the, the service that we're providing, really, is completely different. It's they deliver content to a bunch of people. What we do is that, so that's a component of it, but the, the more uh, the more valuable component, in my opinion, is we do networking before, after, in the middle of, and sometimes even all we do is the networking. We don't do the content delivery. Um, and you have to see it to believe it. We still are trying to figure out how to like explain it, but it's basically tabled networking in the browser. So you have a map, uh, a 2D map, you have a little avatar on there, and you can hop around from table to table, and the only video chats you see are the people actually at your table. So um, it really it does a great job of mim mimicking what you would uh, expect in real life because you pop, you know you go to a networking mixer, you pop over to a table, you're like, oh hey, Kenneth, I haven't seen you in a while. How's the wife? How's the kids? Okay, cool. Oh look, there's Brandon Bruce over here. I'm gonna go talk to him real quick, and you just pop over to the other table, and so like. People love it, and you know there's so many applications for it because that that Muse Knox event that you talked about, like they raised thirty four thousand dollars, and yeah. that, I I honestly feel like they probably if they if we didn't come in, they would have raised it regardless because Muse Knox is an amazing community resource. Like my daughter goes there, but mm -hmm. I, there was uh you know there was a time during the planning of this where I was like. We're a startup, you know, our, our tech is solid, but it's it's a startup, you know, software, yeah. basically. And we have technology partners that power it. And it's, you know, like, I don't know if this is going to be, I don't know if we're going to be able to support this because we have, you know, think about the people that go to a uh, Muse not or any kind of charity tabled uh, fundraiser dinner, which is what we were basically replacing. I was like, they may not be the tech savviest, you know. That's where Kenneth and I actually met because they they called him in as like the IT hero to say, okay, we're gonna figure out the logistics of all this. Title right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that should be your, your new title. But um, but yeah, it, it went amazing. And so like again, that was a long drawn out way to say where we are is not anywhere near where we were because we were doing in person events. Now we're doing virtual events, but we're also looking ahead to say. How can we build in a way that that serves both? Because I knew virtual events was going to be a component before, but this has opened up my eyes. I think it's opened up the world's eyes to where even if you can't be physically with other people, we're we're social creatures. We need connection. And even before this happened, we were getting away from that because you know everybody's in their phone screens or or just so busy that you can't connect and. Um, so a lot of people call it the big pause, the great pause. Like they'll look at this history and call it the great pause because a lot of things are on halt. Um, I'm kind of talking about, I mean, again, my team hates me for this because I won't give up on the break word, but I'm calling it the big break because everybody has a break. It's a chance to stop, connect with your family, connect with people, old friends. Like, you know, yeah, economically it's, it's challenging, but I think, I think it's good for us in the long run. I mean, with respect to everybody struggling through all the medical, you know, the disease component of it, that's terrible. Yes. But, you know, you got to look for the positives and things. And I think Absolutely. being able to see this as an opportunity to, like, get back to our roots. Like, let's, you know, 
we can't congregate. So you see people meeting online, like these quarantinis. Have you heard about that? Yeah. <laughs> Quarantini happy hours. Like we, yeah. we adopted one of those into our offering because I was like, that's not like, I was like, if we're going to do all these paid events and all these, you know, the, the formal stuff, we got to blow off some steam as well. So. so, I mean, your event could be used for luncheons, yeah. for fundraisers, for galas, um, for, I mean, um, speaking events, yeah. uh, strictly networking events, trivia. Yeah. Uh, what else? What other types of events do you think you all could, could yeah. be really fit for? No, that's a good question. So I, I will say, like, bar trivia, we did that. And we yeah. it came from one of the quarantine happy hours. We we threw that up. My, my co-founder, Pooja, shout out to Pooja. She's down in Florida still. Um, and her cousin, uh, Archana, I don't know if she'll ever see this, but Archana works at, uh, I think, Microsoft or one of the banks over on the, on the West Coast. Um, banks are tech firms. But anyway, she was like, I want to do bar trivia. Can you do bar trivia in this? And I was like, we will. I guarantee you. It might not be great, but we will. And so we pulled that off and it was all like we sold it out. Uh, we donated the money to COVID uh, relief efforts. And then um, Arch and this team actually won. And so there's like 15 teams of uh, five. And me, me and Pooja are hosting it too and doing the tech. And by trying to like scrambling together uh, a trivia system, like she's like scoring. I'm like, you're taking way too long. People are complaining. And she's like, can you just leave me alone? <laughs> like, I'm try I just built this Excel spreadsheet that we're tracking it in before. And we shouldn't have had 15 teams, uh, but everybody had a great time. And then Archina's team won. And then they make the announcement, hey, because we did a $100 prize. So $100 prize, all the rest of the proceeds are going to go to charity. We just wanted to test something out. And, um, and she's like, we're actually, my team decided we're going to donate the $100 to this uh, relief shelter near us in Texas. And, and we're going to match the $100 each person. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, I, I got the chills. I was like, this is why I do, this is why I got into business. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I, yes, I need money. And my wife really wants me to make money, but it's glad that we are now. But, um, but if you can't make the world a different place, why are you even trying to build something, you know? And, so, and I didn't answer your question. So, yeah, bar trivia. Um, I'll say I'll start with the fun side. And actually, while I say that, I'm going to be a banana. So that's OK. So uh, we are uh, we're bar trivia trying to do karaoke. Haven't quite figured the logistics of that out. Um, Kenneth and I were just talking about uh, dating mixers or some some kind of singles. Yeah. Event. Yeah. Um, what else did we talk about? The. That's, I mean, there's just so many applications. The galas, uh, we got reached out to by, I don't know if I'm even allowed to say this, but we got reached out to by the International Emmys. And I thought it was like the Academy at first, like the, you know, the one that puts on the actual Emmys. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like their sister or parent, it's not parent organization, but they're related. And um, they were like, hey, we put on these networking mixers around Ken's Film Festival and these other things. Um, we can't do those anymore. Can you guys help out? So like, there's all kind of applications. Even, um, sorry, I can see it working for a concert even. Yeah, well, that, we're trying to figure. We talked to um, oh, what's the one that just happened? Rhythm and Blooms. Uh, yeah. Here. We yep. uh, we talked to those guys, and there's another second. I don't know. There's a few second bell. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that we have the 
the um, AV experience to really pull that off well yet. But we're talking to some partners that we know down from down in Florida. There's some people up here in Knoxville, and we're you know we're experimenting because the problem is that everybody. I guess I'd be careful how I say this. Everybody, uh, they see a situation and they think, what can I do to get, I mean, you're in a bad situation. You're like, what can I do to get out of this? And a lot of times you just do what everybody else is doing. And then, and then if you're a business and you're trying to stand out, you're just doing what everybody else is doing. You're not going to, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough way to, to pivot. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm always trying to help people like stand stand out because you know I'm I stick out like a sore thumb, um, and so with the music part, a lot of people are going to to Facebook and to you know Facebook Live, uh, Instagram I think it's Instagram Live, so just the major platforms. But then you're competing for people's attention, and that's like the currency of the day is people's attention. If they're in if you're in feed with your performance, you got like. 10 seconds to do something like really awesome yeah yeah and so yeah so what we provide is is a way to like just like in a in a real life event there's a risk you know you're you're setting aside some time to actually stop go to this thing even if it's just online and 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 you're you know you're committed to it it might suck and you can still pop out you can pop out a lot easier online than you can in person but your your attention is in that event and in that moment um, even if you have a few browser tabs open, it's it's just a different experience. And so, um, you know, I guess going back to the the ideas because we're still trying to figure out the the concerts. But um, someone suggested a wedding. I was like, there's going to be people that probably were going to get married during this time, and they can't do that. So, yeah. uh, I, it's it's just interesting to brainstorm all the different applications, and and we're trying to yeah, we're trying to figure it figure it all out basically. Not to be morbid, but if you can do a wedding, why not a funeral, right? I mean, not, I mean it does, and I don't think it's morbid. I think it's just something. I mean, you can't just, even though it's a big break or the big pause or whatever, you can't. The world can't stop. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta mourn your loved ones. You gotta connect with uh, and celebrate people's new relationship or, or taking it to the next level. Um, and then on on the just basic side, like <laughs> we're uh, we're all cooped up with our families right now. And if you're if you're single, you're cooped up alone. We all need to talk to people. We all need to connect with people. So it's a it's a good point. I I had not thought about funerals. I'm gonna write that down. That's, interesting. <laughs> That's the, the the one piece of good advice I'll give you. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you're a you're a treasure trove of good advice. <laughs> if I'll ever let you talk. You know, hey, no, like I said, this is your show, man. Um, so as we wrap up, just what do you think is next, man? I know we talked about a lot of different ideas and. Um, you know, what do you, is there anything in closing that you'd like to say in terms of, you know, something that you would like to see Lunchpool do or a way that you'd like to see it grow or, um, or maybe even just let the people know how they need to see you all when we talk about connecting people and, and building relationships? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, and thanks for letting, let's, let's close on that. And I'll try to, I'll try to say as much as I can with as few words as I can for mm -hmm. the sake of time. Um, you know, for us and for the way that I hope the world sees us is that, you know, way back when I made the mistake of saying I want to build a social network whenever we started Lunchpool. 
And like, apparently when you say that, you sound super douchey. Like, you know, like people are like, okay, you think you're going to be the Mark, next Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to be that. What I want to be is like a network, like, you know, a social network, if you will, of people with as much power as someone like Mark Zuckerberg, but distributed where like all the people I know work together to build something amazing and to help, you know, the world be a better place. And, and it sounds aspirational, but like we we had this opportunity and people were like, hey, you need to scale out. Like, this is awesome. You can, you know, you can do this on a national level and get all this attention. And I was like, well, for one thing, we would break ourselves because there's me, Pooja, and our and our good friend Carol up in Vermont. And uh and you know, and the very people that have helped us along the way, like the original uh startup weekend team. But I was like, we got to play in our own backyard. I know a few people in Knoxville since we just moved here. Um, I, we know people in Florida. Like, let's let's help the people that are feeling it the most. And some companies came to us and were like, hey, can you do happy hours to connect our teams? And I was like, we can, but not right now, not yet. Because we need to go help the Ellie Cottrell's, who's the executive director of The Muse, mm -hmm. because they might close. You know, like, they might cease operations and, and who knows what's going to happen to all those employees and, and maybe the muse never comes back. Um, like that's the problem right now. And that's the problem that I want to solve. It's in my own backyard. And, and yes, we want to scale out, you know, like every startup, I think dreams of, of you know, making it big and Absolutely. You know, all that. But for now, I was like, let's just let's do what we can where we can. And so, you know, Coming up next, I think it, for us, we're trying to templatize everything. We're trying to, like, essentially what we have is a service. You know, we have the technology back end, but as a startup, you want to make sure people use it in the right way, right? So we come in, we do pre-show, we do day of event, we do dress rehearsal, then we do day of event, and we follow it up with some analytics because we're not competing against Zoom. We're not competing against uh, you know, go to webinar or, or Google Hangouts or whatever. We're competing against, uh, or we're positioning ourselves against. This is a real life experience that you used to could do, and you had to get a venue and all this stuff. We're going to give you that experience and deliver it to you in a virtual format that that feels good. It feels like the real yeah. thing, and and that I think is like I had a. You ask if you ask Pooja. I was not all in on going all in on the pivot. I was like, we can, we can help a little bit. Let's do these events. But like, and she's like, this is the first time that we're making money. And I quit my job to do this. And I know you have a wife that makes good money at the college, but I need money too. And you need money too. And so we're making money. We're going to do this. And you need to trust me. And I was like, but what if, you know, this is aligned with the brand and the vision. She's like, we're going to do this. And I was like, okay. And we kind of butted heads. But then, like, everything fell into place. You know, all the connections that Brandon hooked up, the people that noticed in Florida. And so now it's like you do have, as an entrepreneurial advice that I'll close with, if you have a co-founder and you trusted them enough to go into business with them, listen to them sometimes. If, mm -hmm. if you don't agree with them, it's okay. Like, just if they stake, you know, put a stake in the ground, sometimes you got to listen to them because, you know, now we're here, we've, We've got awesome revenue coming in. We're trying to keep the price low still so that we can help in our backyard. But, you know, it's like for the first time in a long time since working in corporate, I can say I'm doing something I love and I'm helping people. And it's in a way that I can help more people once I have the scale issue figured out. So.
That's uh, that's awesome, man. It's yeah. it's been enjoyable to see. I mean, I'm excited just over the last, you know, knowing you last 35, 40 days, but just to see where you all the potential that you all have. I can see this going to just an unbelievable level, particularly if we're at the, in some variants of this state for the next, you know, year, year and a half, which we very well could. So yeah. I think the guy's limit for you all. Welcome to Knoxville. So glad that we had a chance to build a relationship. And uh, we'll have to do this again uh, in a year or two when um, when the world looks different and when your company has grown. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to that. When hopefully we're, we're all able to go outside again and, and hug each other. I feel like that's the first thing that we're going to come back is hugging and then handshake because there's been a lot of these. Like, oh, yes. hey, what's up? Hey, hey, how's it going? I don't even think we can do that anymore legally. You know, it's like. Now you got to be more, you got to be closer to yeah. six feet. So you got to like, do an air high five. Yeah, the yeah. point. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. That's okay. awesome. Man. Yeah. Well, good well thanks again for having me on, Ken. This was oh, great. Thank you for coming. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again.